So let me set the scene. It's 3.25 a.m. I know that. Do you know why I know that? Why? Because usually I get up to go for a little wee-wee around that time. <laughs> Uh, but uh, last night I was not awoken by the need for a wee-wee. It was a more need to comfort my wife, who was having a pretty nasty dream. <laughs> now, we forgot about this, woke up this morning, and Jen said to me, oh, by the way, uh, I wonder whether you could not wake me up uh, in my dream because I was really conquering that situation. I was. You were not conquering I was about to take down the evil spirit that had just thrown me up the stairs. What, by behaving Uh, that you were... I feel like it's a muffled sound because I found that I was... You woke me up and then I could hear what I was doing. But I was kind of like... Wasn't it? There was no muffling going on. (laughs) Absolutely no. I just felt like I I was about to take down the evil spirit and you woke me up and I was a bit gutted because I couldn't get back in to kind of conquer him. Because you were flapping around. Get off, get off. I don't think I was flapping. Yeah, you were. And then I went for a wee. Welcome to the show. So uh, what what were you dreaming about? Can you remember? Yes. I, I can always remember. It, very, very crazy. There's always a haunted room in our house somewhere. And you and Freddie wouldn't believe me that it was haunted. And I got a really weird magnetic feeling every time I went in the room. And then when I came to the bottom of the stairs, this huge hand right. came out of nowhere, like giant hand, okay. picked me up from my feet and then threw me up the stairs, like up the alcove and onto the landing. And I landed next to you and Freddie. And then you finally believed me. And I was about to go, leave it to me. I'm about to get this guy. And then you woke me up. Okay. Right. So in my hand, I have the dream dictionary, the A to Z of dreams. Now, we've referred to this quite a few times because Jen dreams like a bitch and she wakes up. (laughs) She wakes up literally every morning. Like a bitch. And she says, Can I tell you about my dream? There's always evil spirits. For people that have partners out there that do the same thing, you you know where I'm coming from here. So I'm actually gonna nip it in the bud here. So we're actually gonna we're gonna we're gonna look at uh, right, so I looked up hand, big hand. Big hand, yeah. Okay, big hand. And it said it said go to body. Yeah. So now I am I'm I'm going to body. See body parts. Here we go. Anus. Not that, was it? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> Hang on, let's, no. let's just let's just find out. Let's just find out what, what anus. What happens if you dream if, about your anus? Please. If you dream about your anus, right? This suggests repressed emotion or an aspect of childish behaviour, as the child's first experience of control is when they gain control over their bodily functions. Well, I don't really like that. Actually. No, no. Let's carry on. Uh, so, if I'm looking, fingers at- and thumbs. Genitals, feet, toes. It wasn't <laughs> any. It wasn't any of these. Uh, head. Why can't I have? I find hand. Hands. 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 Okay. So hands can signify power and creativity. Ooh, you I use like them it. to express yourself as an extension of your personality. It has nothing to do with a massive man chucking you up a stairs. No, though, exactly. Does it? It's not a man either. It was evil spirit. Does, uh, was it an open hand or a clasped hand? It was an open hand. Right. That indicates friendship. Oh. 
Nothing friendly about what that guy was doing, was there? It was not a guy. It was an evil spirit. Was it a left hand or a right hand? I don't know. (laughs) Well, no, I mean... And it wasn't my hand. Let's just, let's move on from here. Large hands? Was it large? Anyway, I just wanted to let you know that next time I'm asleep, it would be better if you don't disturb me during my traumatic dream because I'd like to finish the job. I'd like to conquer... As a caring husband, if I see you flapping about in bed, looking like you're in distress, I'm not just (laughs) going to sit there and go, she'll have a funny story tomorrow. No, just know that I'm handling it. All right. So uh, (laughs) thank you so much for all your lovely comments and emails that we've received over the last week. Uh, And also our viewing figures, uh, listening figures have gone up. What's that all about? I don't know. I don't know. We had a slight little viral moment on TikTok the other day, which was quite exciting. Now, I don't have TikTok. Jen has it just for the I Love You But podcast. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was quite interesting, wasn't it? You know, when you have a reel and it's going and then it was like, oh, another 30 and then another 40 people and then another 30. And I got really excited until obviously it just stopped. So TikTok obviously just... Oh, so it kind of plateaued. Well, no, it didn't even plateau. It just stopped. It's like the algorithm just shut it down. They didn't show it to anybody else anymore. Do you know what? I've never understood the world of algorithms. All this kind of, you know, posting at a specific time or with a specific popular song in the background. Yeah, well, it's good that I understand it then, isn't it? Yeah, no, I'm just here for the funnies. So, I say this every week, but we have another jam-packed show. Jam-packed. Where is that from? What's the origin of jam-packed, Jennifer? I would imagine it's from a traffic jam. So that, you know... So nothing to do with the conserve? Maybe it is from the conserve. You kind of pack the jam into the jar, (laughs) don't you? You do. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which... I've got an origin of words. Roll the jingle. Roll the jingle. Jen's origin of words. Jen, what's the origin uh, this week? Well, I was listening to a podcast the other day and I learnt the origin of away with the fairies. Oh, okay. You know when you say somebody's away with the fairies and obviously we know that that kind of implies that somebody's not quite there or that they're daydreaming or etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So we understand what it means and we understand how to use it like oh Chris was away with the fairies the other day but where does it come from? Why do you refer to me? Why am I always away with the fairies? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite an obvious one. There's but anyway. people out there laughing their heads off. <laughs> I wonder where that comes from. I don't know. Go carry on with the fairies, <laughs> Malarkey. So, obviously, in Irish and Celtic folklore, people always had a strong belief in the netherworld and that the goblins and fairies. And basically, the idea was that the fairies would come and they'd transport themselves into our world. And there would be a crossover and a little bit like alien abductions now. Back in the olden days, people used to believe that perhaps during the night, fairies would come and visit you and take, you know, take your spirit away. Maybe not your body, but your spirit. And so... Do they have big hands? This phrase came into common use really after quite a tragic event that happened in 1895 in Tipperary Island. Okay. Where, and this was actually the subject of the podcast I was listening to the other day, which I found really interesting, that there was a lady called Bridget Clary and her husband, Michael, she came down with a bad case of the flu. Mm. And because she was suffering so badly and hallucinating and things, her husband brought in a 
a doctor, but this doctor had a, a really sort of, at the time, quite old-fashioned belief in fairies and the netherworld. And oh, he, no. Hang on. Is he going to, like, exercise her then? Well, yeah. So, basically, that's the that that's more or less what happened because she was like, you know, I've just got a cold, basically. And they yeah. were like, and the doctor was like, this is not your wife in, in, your bo- in, in her body. He was like, this is not Bridget Clary. And so Michael, the husband's going, tell me you're my wife. And she's going, I am Bridget Clary, daughter of Dunn, wife of Dunn. And they're like, we don't believe you. We think she's away with the fairies. So he <laughs> thought the doctor diagnosed her with the fact that um, her spirit had been literally taken away by the fairies. And this wasn't actually his wife in the bed. So unfortunately, what happened was there was this sort of mini hysteria going on in the household and they ended up, poor Bridget, like forcing weird concoctions down her to make it better and to bring her spirit back until it sort of escalated into her accidentally being set on fire and, and burning to death. Careful the next time you're away with the fairies. Oh my God, I was about to say, yeah, be careful the next time that you have a cough or a cold. There were six people involved in this. Six people that were arrested. Sounds like like one of those Blumhouse movies. Well, it was a kind of witch hunt in a way, so... Next time you get a cold, don't call that guy. Don't call that guy. Go to your local GP. But that's where it originated from, and uh, just quite interesting to know. Jen's Origin of Wood. So we've bought a new car. Oh, yes. We bought a new car the other day and we're really excited because for the last nine months, we've been driving my mum's old Oh, Passat. they know. They know we've been driving the car old magnets. Passat car magnets. We've been dissing that lovely car for I'm years I'm very now. grateful for the beautiful... Me too. Um, the beautiful leather interior that we've enjoyed so much. However, we decided we were going to go on a bit of an exploration of different car shops. That's part of the fun. Uh, Let's go and test drive a few things. Anyway, we got to like four o'clock last Tuesday and Chris is like, I was like, where are you off to? He's like, I'm just going to nip down the Porsche garage. Well, I thought, do you know what? The way that Jen and I have always operated when we buy something, we like to (laughs) sample or test drive, as it were, the high end of the market, the low end of the market, and then find something in between. Usually we end up with something in between. So we refer to this as touaregging the situation. Love a touareg. Mm-hmm. Uh, or touareg. Touareg, apparently. It. Yeah, so going to the high end of the market, I thought I'd go and uh, just, just take 10 minutes out of my day to go and have a little wander around the Porsche garage. <laughs> There's a couple of girls in there recognise me from Modern Family. You I'm like feeling all like... The, pulling out the lines, Chris. Yeah, it was like, oh, you know. You know, I had no interest in buying a Porsche. It's way too what? expensive. You <laughs> did have an interest in buying a Porsche. I had a Porsche. tiny interest. <laughs> but this is heavily shrouded by the title of Midlife Crisis. This is a classic example oh, yeah. of someone who goes, right, that's it. And let's go and buy a stupid sports car. <laughs> anyway... They showed me this car. The box seat you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Two little seater. I thought, oh, this will be great. I can nip around in this. It's not too expensive compared to like brand new Porsches. Yeah, it's second hand, yeah. couple of years old. I-, I left and I was like, 
I think I'm going to get this. I think I'm going to do it. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to go home. I'll tell Jen and I'm going to... Sales ladies I, are excited. Yeah, you know, they're got excited. got a sale in the bag. We're, we're swapping numbers. Uh, I asked whether I could take a sparkling water to go. She said, no problem. And then I got back in my car and I went home and I went, Jen, I think I found it. I think I found our dream car. It's a two-seater 2021 <laughs> Boxster. I said, come on, at least just just come down, come down, let's have a look, let's go and test drive another car, let's go and, you know, involve ourselves in the in the buying of a car process. So I take Jen down the next day and in a word, she put the kibosh on all of it. <laughs> the two girls that were big fans of the crimps yeah. the day before yeah. literally were like rabbits in headlights because they knew that as soon as the wife turns up, <laughs> it's a no sale. Well, and also, like, it just made me laugh because the main girl that was trying to sell Chris this car, I took one look at it and I was like, no, there's no space in it, is there? And she went, oh, well, I wouldn't let that dissuade you. <laughs> You're like, and I, was like well, I can't get... Why? What do you mean? Don't let it dissuade me. And then, and then I was like, "Well, you know, what? What is a car? You know, this is not a family car." And she was like, "Depends how you look at it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, "No, I, I, I'm going to let it dissuade me. I'm sorry, you're not going to try and magic me with your sales pitch." <laughs> so anyway, and I'm stood there like an excited dog, going, "Yeah, yeah, I mean, it could work. It could all work." And I said, "So I we said, did test drive the bigger one, didn't we? We test drove the the bigger. What was it called?" The, uh, uh, the Cayenne. It was a bit boxy at the back again, wasn't it? And, and I sort of said to her, I don't think this is a family car. And she thought, oh, yeah, most families, it's the biggest one we do, so don't let that dissuade you. I was like, well, <laughs> no, I am going to let it dissuade me. Basically, every, everything <laughs> dissuaded Jen, so much so that the Porsche people have not followed up once. I don't think they knew they, they had a hope in hell, really. They, they had no idea. Of selling us a Porsche after that. They had no idea that they were going to come face to face with the wrath of you. I wouldn't say I had any wrath, but I would say I don't suffer fools, is what I would say. Don't, don't suffer Porsches lightly. I do not. So we've got... So we ended up with a Touareg. We ended up with a Volkswagen Touareg. <laughs> of course we ended up with a Touareg. That's, that's how we roll. I like it. Right, Chris, I'm going to take my jumper off and then tell me what is the word of the day? De- what is it? The, the- Hang on, sorry. I was just interested in you taking your jumper off. Roll the jingle. <laughs> what shall we celebrate today? Alligators, astronauts, or hay? Start the day with dancing with a peppermint crab and ended making paper mache. It's a random international day. Of any old random shit. So for all the people that don't know what this segment is, Chris, would you care to explain? Yes, we have discovered that there is a celebration of any old shite, (laughs) right? Could be important, could be not important, could be fun, could could be stupid. stupid. Who knows? Who knows? But there is something that is celebrated every single day of the year nationally. Or, or internationally. Or internationally. Sorry, I'm talking over you the whole you time. You are. But that's okay. You can do this. Is it? Is it National Day of Encouragement? Yes, it is! <laughs> it's National Day of Encouragement today. I like well it. Well done. Thanks, um, mate. Well, so, I think you can do it as well. I think you did that oh, really well. Thanks so much. I feel so encouraged. <laughs> now, 
now that I've finished being encouraged, mm -hmm. I might go and play some video games. Do you know why? It's, it's National Video Games Day. Freddie's going to be happy, oh isn't God. he? Well, it won't make any difference to his normal routine, will it? <laughs> oh, dear. What? Oh, dear. I'm a bit <laughs> thirsty. What am I going to have to drink? Oh, it's a specific drink day. Yeah. Um, okay, is it National Cup of Tea Day? No, way better than that. Go on. It's National Chocolate Milkshake Day. What? I do love a chocolate milkshake, There's guy. another one. It's National Police Women Day. Wow. There okay. you go. Do a little bit of something funny in front of it. So do you like, well, maybe I might need a handbag today because, or other than just going, it's Police Women Day and it's... <laughs> have let's have a scarf day. Well, I just I just told you what the days are. It's national. <laughs> oh, it's National Chocolate Milkshake Day. It's what else? National are we Chocolate Milkshake Day. Yeah. yeah, and then you go, and it's National Police Woman Day. <laughs> All right, can't make it a bit more interesting. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Come on, you're you're bringing the funnies, apparently. <laughs> oh, 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 Jenny, this is one go for on. you, and we could discuss this further <laughs> if you like, because obviously I'm not giving enough description to it. Go on. But uh, oh, I tell you what, I'm not going to be superstitious anymore about anything because today is National Defies superstition day <laughs> hang, on, hang on hang on what defy superstition what does that mean does that mean you're not allowed to believe in black cats and walk under ladders and things like that stepping under a ladder on friday the 13th while clutching a horseshoe the right way up is a great way of starting off <laughs> national defy superstition day it's interesting to consider the different little quirks and habits people practice often without thinking about it or knowing why simply because they grew up doing it this day is here to encourage folks to take a look at their interesting superstitions and break the habits that bind them. Go on then. So what... Do you so, have any superstitions? Yes. What are they? Well, I, I thought it was don't put your shoes on the table. New shoes. Don't but put new shoes. You told me it was don't put new shoes on the table. Not that I want to put shoes. my shoes on the table all the time anyway. Old shoes. Go to town. Put them on the table. Well, put no. them in the sink. Whatever. I mean, you think if you're going to put any kind of shoes on the table, then new shoes would be the ones. I don't want my muddy shoes on the table. But All those anyway. people out there chucking all their muddy shoes on the table. I don't like walking under a ladder. No, true that. I don't, I don't know why, but that one really gets to me. Like, I, I feel a bit... Especially if the loft ladder's down, because there's not much of an option, and I have to go under it, and that makes me feel a bit icky. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah. What about that, you? Another one I do is uh, three drains. If I see three drains, I only ever tread on two of them. And another thing I do... What, what do you mean a drain? You know, like a drain in the ground. No. A drain. You know, a drain cover. If you see three drain covers in a row... Yeah, two. If you tread on two of them, that's good luck. If you if you tread on three, that's bad <laughs> luck. Have you heard, never heard that? Yeah, never heard that. Have you one. never seen me hop, skip, and jumping around drains before? I've seen you hop, skipping, and jumping quite a lot, but I've never. That's because I'm drains. an actor, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Another one I do. Uh, I like to throw a bit of salt over my shoulder. <laughs> No, I don't do that one. So that's quite interesting. You never do any cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. So what other ones uh, have we got? Uh, black cats. Don't mind them. Don't mind a black cat. Mind, mind me of witches. Don't mind Friday the 13th. I, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not going to like go, yay. You wouldn't Friday like get married on that day or whatever. No, I don't think so. Okay. I'd probably not be that happy if I was flying on Friday the 13th either. 
Well, this is this is it. Isn't that kind of if any of this stuff goes wrong, it's just bad luck, isn't it? On that day, yes. is it and coincidental? Then and then it's all collated and put into one folder of superstition. Exactly. So I see. So I tell you what we're doing today. We are defying, defying superstition. superstition. <laughs> that was nearly nearly in harmony quite enjoyed that um it's like that song you know uh ironic um, yeah isn't it ironic Ten thousand spoons and all you need <laughs> is a knife firstly who are the caterers <laughs> that's and terrible secondly, terrible mismanagement it's not, it's not ironic just bad it's luck. just bad luck the, the whole song that that whole song is funny to us, isn't it? Because yeah. it's like when she goes, it's like a free ride when you've already paid. That's not ironic. <laughs> it's just annoying, isn't it? That's not. <laughs> isn't it annoying? Don't, Don't you, you think? think? <laughs> it's like rain, rain. On your wedding day. Bad luck. It's a free ride when you've already paid. Bit annoying. Some good advice that you just didn't take. Ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> and who would have thought you figured? Not me. <laughs> An old man was afraid to fly. He packed a suitcase and kissed his kids goodbye. He'd waited his whole damn life just to take this flight. And as the plane crashed down, he thought, ah! <laughs> He wasn't thinking anything. And isn't it ironic? No. Don't you think? No. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they must have sat around the writing room and gone, right, just, just, just spitball. Ironic ideas, guys. And no one had any. We need to rewrite ironic with stuff that is ironic. I mean, what, right. what is ironic? Ironic is like... It's a really hard one, actually. Ironic is... <laughs> That's ironic. Well, I suppose it is ironic that his plane crashed down when he'd waited his whole life. Is that irony? What if I bought a pound of chicken, okay, thinking <laughs> Jen will like that. A pound of chicken, please. <laughs> <laughs> Leg of beef. <laughs> um, pound uh, of chicken, please. And then I get home and you've already bought a pound of checking, chicken because you're thinking mm. of me. Is that ironic? You should have checked in that I bought the chicken. <laughs> well, that's just a coincidence then, isn't it? Isn't it a coincidence? <laughs> Don't you think? Right, so write into us with anything that you actually believe is ironic. I'm not sure we, we understand what's ironic. I don't think we understand what's no, ironic. No, I don't. Maybe we should just have Isn't a Isn't that ironic? <laughs> It is. It is. That's ironic. It's the fact we can't think of anything. The fact that we're taking the piss out of Alanis Morissette for not knowing what ironic. Not out of her personally. Very, no, very, no. very great artist. Sending love. Am. So, guys, we want you to let us know which segments you are particularly enjoying, and feel free to submit your experiences and your stories to us. So it's the gears ears at gmail.com. Gears spelt G W R E S and ears spelt. The normal way. Hey, Chris. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Fred's was little and we were forever hurriedly shoving bits of cucumber and carrot into little plastic food bags before we left the house? Oh, yes, I do. Or throwing packs of unhealthy snacks into the change bag for convenience. Now, what if snacks for your little ones on the run could be simple, enjoyable and educational? And... 
kinder to your purse and the planet. Meet Snack and Doodle, the reusable space-saving snack pouches that double as water doodle activity mats. They help to encourage independence and creative learning so that your kiddos can enjoy happy and colourful snack times on repeat. Little ones are just loving this eye-catching reusable food bag with attached aqua doodle mats for colourful and creative play. So visit tidytot.com today where you can find Snack and Doodle and many other amazing bibs and accessories to make your weaning journey easier. Enter code ILYB10 at the checkout to get 10% off. That's tidytot.com and enter code ILYB10. Snack and Doodle. Snacks and fun on the run. So, episode two was a fun one. Very good. Season two, ep two. Season Lovely two. Lovely jubbly. Two, two. Uh, just before we go, I thought that I would do a little quiz for you. Yay! Now, as we have been discussing the world of irony, <laughs> uh, thanks to the wonderful world of Google, yeah. I have looked up, and of course there is, of course there is, there's a quiz on the types of irony. Oh, okay, go on then. Okay, so this is from Pro What Profs. about Goldie and Bronzy? Brilliant. <laughs> this is from Pro Profs Quizzes. Have to give them a shout out. Thanks shout. so much. So it says, do you know everything about the types of irony? If yes, then this is the irony test for you, Jennifer. We obviously don't, do we? So, <laughs> so there are four types of irony. Situational. Okay. What about Goldie or Bronzy? Brilliant. This is not the second time you <laughs> knock that one out. There are four types of irony. Situational irony, verbal irony, dramatic irony, or no irony. Mm-hmm. So what we'll do, we'll start the, yeah. we'll start the quiz. Okay. I will, uh, I will give you a scenario, and you have to tell me whether it's situational, verbal, dramatic, or no irony. Okay, can you... Ready. Let's start the quiz. Cue the music. You work all afternoon cooking a fancy dinner for your boyfriend. When he takes his first bite, he spits it into his napkin (laughs) without you seeing and says to you, Oh, sweetie, this is wonderful. Okay. Is that situational irony, verbal irony, dramatic irony or no irony? I'm going to go for situational. No, it's verbal. So Ah. the correct answer is verbal irony. Verbal irony occurs when someone says something that is the opposite of what they actually mean. Okie dokie. Okay, so... Got it. One down, fail. A movie you are watching shows a woman jogging in the woods. The next scene shows a mountain lion lying in wait down the path where the woman is jogging. Situational, verbal, dramatic or no? I'm going to go for dramatic. Correct! Yes! Well done. Is that because it was like... It's not actually happening in real life. It's placed there for drama. Because there is a contrast between what the audience knows that the mountain lion is waiting for the but woman. she doesn't know. And what the woman in the movie knows that okay. there is danger ahead. Very good. In your history book, mm-hmm. you read about a young man in the Revolutionary War who kills a British soldier. That soldier who was killed turns out to be his favourite cousin. <gasps> Verbal, dramatic, situational, no. Situational? Correct! What, why? What's The given scenario exhibits situational irony. Situational irony occurs when there is a discrepancy between 
what is expected to happen and what actually happens. Oh, you think he would have recognised him? Romeo arrives at the Capulet family tomb to find his love, Juliet, supposedly dead. We all know this one. However, the audience knows that Juliet is not dead. She merely took a potion to make it look like she died for her motives. When the audience of a story knows more than the characters involved, what type of irony is employed? Uh, Dramatic. Correct. Which of the following is not an example of verbal irony? Mm -hmm. A left-handed person is called a lefty. A tall person is called shorty. (laughs) An arrogant criminal gets caught. Or a best-selling writer's latest novel is a flop. Uh, It's number two. A tall person is called shorty? Yes. Incorrect. Oh, really? It's a left-handed person is called a lefty. But I thought verbal irony was when you call something the opposite to what it was. I was asking which one is not an example of verbal irony. Oh, shit. And finally, the son of a police chief is arrested for attempted burglary. (laughs) Is that verbal, situational, dramatic or no irony? No irony. Situational Situation. irony. Oh, I don't know. I thought it's a trick question because it was the last one. The situation had... described in the question is an example of situational irony. Situational irony at- occurs when there is a <laughs> contrast between what is expected to happen and what actually happens. Okay. So I've got one for you. Go on. I'm eating a peanut butter sandwich and it tastes nice. Uh, no irony. Nonsense. Oh my God. <laughs> right, we'll leave you on that. It's been a lovely, lovely little connection with you all. So remember, don't be superstitious. Enjoy a chocolate milkshake and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Do you think there's actually a strawberry milkshake day? There, there, there has to be, doesn't there? Of course. Uh, abs- absolutely. There's probably a Tutti Fruity milkshake day. <laughs> Do you remember Tutti Fruity? The chewing gum. Tutti Fruity. Um, Not the song, oh. the, the chewing gum. Vaguely. Because people yeah. used to buy spearmint or yeah. mint-flavoured chewing gum, but every yeah. so often there was someone who had a juicy fruit. That's not Tutti Fruity, though. It's not. No, Of course it fruit. isn't. It's juicy tutti fruit. Tutti Fruity was like an opal fruit, I think. Well, maybe that's the irony, because it wasn't fruit. Naughty. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week!